religious studies. And for you TikTokers listening, ask your parents what a dictionary is. And now here are the holiest hosts on the internet, Jennifer Jamula and Allison Goldberg. Hello, everybody. I'm Jen. I'm Allie. Welcome to Two Girls, One Podcast. Allie and I are performers. We had a, a show, a live show. Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine having a live theater show now uh, called Blogologs. Omga. That's right. Omga is right. That's OMG for anybody not in the know. <laughs> that's how you pronounce it. Yes, that's right. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> so in our live comedy show called Blogologs, Allie and I used the internet as our script and we learned a lot about different internet communities. We then made a web series called Two Girls, One Show, which you can find on Hoo-Ha-Ha. We interviewed people behind the internet posts we've been performing all those years and we went on scripted adventures. And now we have this here podcast with The Daily Dot and we're so excited to be here. We're talking to people behind Behind internet communities and phenomena we find interesting. So I guess we'll just throw it out there at the very top that this show uh, is a result of our Discord server, discord.gg slash 2G1P. Thank you oh. to Almost Surely, who suggested today's show topic. We are talking to the head minister of the uh, suffragist church. The Universal Church of Suffrage, I think it's called? That is Universal correct. Suffrage Church. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll just keep mixing and matching those words till I get it right. <laughs> but um, basically, it's a religion. So it's asking that election days be recognized as religious holidays. And therefore, if it's a religious holiday, you can request a mail-in ballot. I think that's how I understand it. Yes. And this began on Reddit. So people are getting together. Uh, I believe he's gotten it recognized as a formal, it is a formally recognized religion, the Universal Suffrage Church. You can check it out, universalsuffragechurch.org. That's who we're speaking to today. Yes. So for anybody wondering, this is official, official religion. Um, And it reminds us of shows we've had in the past that have covered religions that have started online. And you guys are going to have to remind me. Also, hi, Matt. <laughs> oh, hey. Hi. Yeah. hi. Oh, yeah. uh, this is like Pastafarianism and That's the right. Jedi religion. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's right. And the Pastafarian, she would like not budge from the idea that it is absolutely real and not at all a joke. And I don't know how today's guest is going to take it. No idea. Um, but the FAQ on their website says it is definitely not a joke. So <laughs> interesting. He's coming on a, bo- a comedy podcast, but we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Religion is not a joke in any form. It's very serious business. Yes. And we're here We're here to uh, to be serious. Right. I don't know. That's why I'm here. I don't Just know you like guys. the flying spaghetti monster. Yes. <laughs> but before we get into voting and the world falling apart, let's talk about the fact that Adam surprised Jen with the zipline adventure this weekend. Let's talk oh, about it. Well, <laughs> go on. I love that reaction. Um, I was nodding off, but now I'm, I'm back. You're back. Great. Okay. He oh, well. is back. <laughs> he is back. So we've been trying to find things to do and, and keep ourselves, you know, sort of uh, sane here and there. And uh, we've been out on a lake once or twice. Uh, we've just we've done some things like that. Anyway, 
Adam said he had some sort of surprise cooked up this weekend. He often will say that he has some sort of surprise cooked up, which is lovely. <laughs> yes, I had it no is. idea what it was. And it turns out that we went zip lining. It was beginner zip lining. Um, and I felt pretty good because we had a series like just lots of children with us on this trip not lots but like there were like 10 people and probably i don't know seven of them were little kids under the age of 10 so i was like how scary can this be it was pretty scary (laughs) (laughs) but um but also thrilling and i was proud of like how how much we just went for it you get in a harness you go on a series of five zip lines throughout uh the treetops in the local forest near where we're staying um and it's everything from jumping off like you know the side of a, a very large hill slash mountain to zipping onto like a, a platform on a tree um and you just keep going. So, guys, it was so much fun. And I would recommend it to anybody who's looking for a thrill and can find some local zip lining. It's a good thing to do during uh, this weird time that we're in. <laughs> I just fucking love that he's finding surprise adventures for you. I know. I know. <laughs> I know adventures are your thing. <laughs> my my uh, heart look, was like, they're everybody's yeah. thing. That's great. The last time Adam uh, planned a surprise, he was pretending to be an adult baby to creep out Jen. Yeah. So, I yeah. think this one's pretty good. I think this one was better. It caused me just about the same amount of, um, like, you know, <laughs> raised sweaty palms. Terror. terror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Abject terror. Right. Uh, right. Everyone's in a funk just worldwide because of everything. And so my question for you is like, okay, ho-hum, live in your same normal life, which depending on your life, you know, is, is pretty dull. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, I'm on a zip line. Does it like blow your brains out? And then you come <laughs> off of it and you're like, woo, hi, woo, I'm gonna, I'm ready to live my life. Like, does it, yeah. does it refresh your brain? It definitely refreshed my brain. Um, yeah, I guess... I don't know. I was just thinking we're sort of in a weird situation in that we we have been through this whole thing as terrible as everything has been. It, it's actually been an interesting opportunity for us. We've had a lot of new experiences in this time, so mm-hmm. we're not quite as bored, but it's just because uh, we got a chance to live together. We changed our location. <laughs> totally. um, yeah. But I, yeah, I hear what you're saying. And yes, it did refresh my brain a little bit I dig it. it's so crazy that you've been exclusively with adam like you guys haven't really seen other people for like four <laughs> months i mean i know you're like getting to know your neighbors and stuff but like it's kind of wild you know what i yeah. mean and there, i mean yeah. there's like zooms but it's just been like the two of you totally. in the woods <laughs> zooming in the woods zooming in the woods yeah Wait, it's sort of it's mystifying we'll like look at each other and be like i can't believe like we still enjoy each other's company this is awesome <laughs> but highly unexpected no not unexpected but yeah well, I agree. Well, we, no, said it. we said this before it's a it's a relationship accelerator you know i think you guys would have been fine regardless but uh right. you've moved faster than you might have right yeah yeah it's forcing us to make some decisions together all good things but like <laughs> Where are we going to be in the next few months? How are we going to get around? Like, yeah, when are we going to see our families? And, you know, just doing that mm-hmm. with somebody else has been, it's been good. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm not good at making decisions. So I've been getting better <laughs> with him around. <laughs> yeah. Well, my relationships are accelerating as well, guys. I got yeah? some plants from the dollar store and they are <laughs> thriving. Have you put googlies on them? They're thriving. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> Have you named them? Please tell us. No, I haven't named these two yet, but really 99 cent only. And they are just blossoming. 
That's good to hear. Because when I think of dollar store plants, I, I, I don't I have high don't hopes. Think of, exactly. I was like, I was like, <laughs> I kill all plants. These are a dollar. I'll get them. No, they're thriving. Yeah. Also, did I, did I already tell you guys how I'm trying to make Bloomer happen? No. Oh. So like birding is when you go watch birds. We had an ep- we had a whole episode about birding. I'm trying to make Bloomer happen. Blooming is like when you go out and you look at flowers, you know? Hmm? Yeah, so that's what's oh, happening like over that. here. You've, okay, been doing, you've been doing quite a bit of blooming. I see your um, Instagram stories. I've been stories. doing a lot of blooming. Been doing Where blooming. are you blooming in Los Angeles? I guess flowers are just everywhere. There are just so many places to bloom here. It's really nice. Okay. Yeah. But as, as Jen knows from my Instagram stories, I'm only interested in dirty talk about flowers. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Well, they are yeah. highly sexual. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like how yeah. fuckable you're, is this flower? You you're know? literally gazing into the sexual organs of plants. I mean, <laughs> right. well, how, how could vulgar. it be hotter? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that, that middle thing is called a pistol. And I think mm-hmm. there's a part called a stamen. I don't know, mm-hmm. but that's fucking sexy. But you yeah. know what else is sexy? <laughs> Voting. I think it's totally. time for our guest. <laughs> no, not even Except close. for trivia. Oh, God, why? <laughs> we have to do the trivia. Trying to get to. past it. Thank you for trying. Much like voting, the law and the people demand uh, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Today's episode is about the Church of Universal Suffrage. Today's trivia is about another super fun church that I know you both love. It's the Church of Scientology, which is definitely a real and official church, as Mm -hmm. we all know. Mm -hmm. The trivia today is about the Church of Scientology's relationship with the internet, specifically what they are and aren't allowed to do on the internet. Which of these is true? A, the Church of Scientology is banned from editing anything on Wikipedia. B, Every official video from the Church of Scientology's accounts is strictly demonetized on YouTube, with no exceptions. Or C, every Tumblr post that even mentions the word Scientology, positively or negatively, is flagged with a small disclaimer which attaches an encrypted helpline for anyone trying to escape the church. Which of these three choices is true? What? Oh my gosh. Yeah, this one's crazy. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with the mon- not it's not monetized. That feels like something a church would do. So, okay, why not? Yeah, that feels right. Um, C, I want it to be true, but but uh, so but I feel like if C were true, Scientology would be like taking Tumblr down. But I'm gonna <laughs> go with C to to see what happens. To C to C. Uh, Now, I'm going to make one clarification just so we all understand what the choices mean, and and you let me know if it changes your view. I think the Church of Scientology monetizes the shit out of everything. So it's not them, it's about the platform. So is there a policy in place on YouTube or by Google that says, nope, this stuff cannot be monetized, you can't do it? That's what that choice means. Good point. I'm still going to stick with it. It just feels like, why give your money to a cult. Okay, keep going. Okay, got it. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Jen goes with B. Allie goes with C to see what happens. We mm-hmm. will see what happens after this very short commercial break. We are gathered here 
today to discuss the church. And so my high priestess Jen and I would like to thank the following saints. Jerry Duran. Jessica Fox. Melissa Elliott. James Dozier. Christopher Latch. Kathy Phillips. And St. William. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for contributing to our church. Really, 2G1P is what we're talking about. If you have no idea what we're talking about, (laughs) we're thanking our Patreon supporters at the $10 level or more. And we hope all of you will also choose to become saints in our eyes by visiting patreon.com slash 2G1P. keeps farting in my mailbox late at night. I can hear it outside the window and I smell it every time I check my mail. This is getting old and is extremely childish. My bills and coupons smell so bad I can't even pay them or use them at the grocery store. Anyone in my neighborhood, keep an eye out for the brown eye. I will catch the flatulent phantom. I have reported this information to the police. Do we think she's making it up? I think it's more likely that the male person is shitting on her mail. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's Occam's razor. The simplest explanation is usually the one. Right, right. Here's what I'm into. Whatever her mailbox is, like the make and model, that's airtight. Because if it's happening overnight and the smell is still there, that's impressive, engineering-wise. Yeah. Right, right. You mean like it's an airtight mailbox? Yeah. 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 That's, it's, To yeah. seal in freshness. Mm-hmm. 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 But are most mailboxes airtight to yeah, keep I think mail this dry? mailbox is actually um, a set of Tupperware. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> a big Tupperware mailbox. That's not a bad yeah, idea. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> so it's really sealed in for freshness. <laughs> that's that's the poor man's mailbox of like, you know, you, you can't afford to replace it. So you just stick a Tupperware on a post and, and just yeah. get your mail that way. Would I that be that's, recognized that's by the post person? Like, uh, I don't yeah, even know how that works. an official, just slap an American flag sticker on it or something. Should be okay. fine. Mail goes here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's going on with the Scientologists? What is going on with the Scientologists? You know, Does you've anyone just know? flagged our podcast now just by even having Scientology <laughs> trivia. Uh, yes, we will be sued. Because um, I think we've discussed they have a brunch here in L.A. apparently, like pre-pandemic. And I really want to go to the brunch. But my old roommate was like, no, they'll follow you forever if you go to their brunch. Yeah. But I really want to go to the welcome brunch. For, for, for science, like to, to observe what's going on there, right? I assume. Yeah, for sure. No, it's a convert. Yeah. What are you fucking saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, you say that going in, but then six months later, and then I we'll, come out we'll... as a Scientologist. Yeah, yeah exactly. I know. Right. I know. Yeah. That's how everybody Just... makes it in Hollywood. So <laughs> that's that's the piece you've been missing, definitely. Mm-hmm. 
in researching this trivia, I also learned that the Going Clear documentary, which was on HBO, which is tremendous and, and very well done, uh-huh. uh, Alex Gibney and all that, HBO, before they released it, was like, we need 160 lawyers before this even sees the light of day. Like, they lawyered up so hard oh, to, like, yeah, fight yeah, off yeah, the yeah, church yeah. Wow. preemptively. Yeah. Crazy. But that's not huh. what we're talking about. I am asking you, what is this Church of Scientology allowed or not allowed to do on the very internet itself? The choices were A, the church is not allowed to edit anything on Wikipedia. They cannot touch Wikipedia. Neither of you chose that one. B, every church video is demonetized by YouTube. Uh, I We assume for protective reasons, uh, that was the choice that Jen chose, and C, uh, that every Tumblr post that even mentions Scientology has like an encrypted helpline so you can like contact them and escape. I wish that uh, was true, but... Yeah, the Ali went with C. Are you prepared for the correct answer? Do you want to change your I don't answers? know, am I mentally or physically prepared? I haven't had uh, much physical activity in a long time, so I, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's hard to say, but uh, have well, you expelled the uh, the Thetans from your from your mind to, to to answer this trivia? Is the real question. I have to ask Lord Zeno. Okay. Do you have his number? Do you want to ask now or? Yeah, just give me give me a few minutes. <laughs> okay, cool. We'll, we'll edit this part out. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Let's hear it. You're good. Okay. The correct answer is. I'm sorry to say, it is A. Oh. The choice no one oh, chose. It's hard yeah. to say. The choice no one chose. Wikipedia banned the Church of Scientology at the IP level, meaning there was such a rash of uh, the church and church members and church associates editing and like modifying their image on Wikipedia that there's some tribunal of Wikipedians that voted 10 to 1 in 2009. Uh, this is the Arbitration Council. I guess this you know, impartial body that makes sure people have fair access to the site. Uh, They said any IP address originating from known Scientology sources cannot touch Wikipedia anymore because it's just so out of hand. Uh, And this was in 2009, and it's actually not the first time this happened. Back in 2005, they did a similar ban on IP addresses originating from the House of Representatives, which was clearly uh, people there, staffers running amok with the politics of the images of Congress people and senators and such. And uh, so, like, there is a body of of Wikipedians that says, "Wow, we need to we need to make sure this is not uh, a crazy crazy free for all here." Wow, so interesting. How do they enforce that? It's it's basically like at the at the IP level. So you know every internet connection has a, a unique IP address. So they say, "Wow, all these all these Wikipedia accounts are originating from this one block in Los Angeles. They must be coming from, uh, you know, a, a church office or whatever." And so they can say any IP address with these numbers banned from Wikipedia. And uh, obviously, people can use other devices or edit from other places. Yeah, but that's the dilemma. That yeah, you I'm sure you can't enforce it hundred percent, but there there was a seems like there was a hive of activity that needed to be quashed there. Uh hmm. so and the church didn't go after them? I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. Yeah, that's that's their their go to move. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to look more into this. Very interesting. Very interesting. Even though we both lost, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get more into church. Speaking of church, we um, have our guest with us now, guys. So please welcome to the show, Tim Jacobs, who is the founder of the Church of Universal Suffrage. Welcome, Tim. Thank you. We're so glad to have you here. It must be an interesting time for the Church of Universal Suffrage. I imagine with everything happening in the world, we imagine you're very busy. <laughs> um, so thank you for taking the time. I guess just for our listeners who, uh, first of all, would love to just know exactly what this is, would you mind describing the Church of Universal Suffrage? It's basically a church where we do regular like weekly meditation on the nature of voter suppression. We observe every voting day in the United States as a religious holiday reserved for meditation and in celebration of our sacred right to vote. Mm-hmm. Can you uh, take us back and tell us how this got started? Well, the initial idea for the church came from a um, Reddit discussion about how several states were not allowing people to vote by mail during the pandemic, that they were basically just forcing people to go to the crowded polling stations in person. But somebody basically said that that it would be a really good idea to ba- to make a religion around voting, and mm-hmm. I I just happened to know how to set that up, and I believe that it is a uh, sacred right. I work for the state of Tennessee, so I'm I've actually worked at the legislature and stuff like that, so I knew a lot about the laws and like how to actually set up a church with the state. How did you know exactly how to set up a church? I study a lot of like history and politics. I, that's actually what I went to school for. I've constantly been studying like Tennessee law and like it, it's not a difficult process. It, a lot of people think that it's it's really difficult, but it, it was basically just a um, a registration form I had to submit to the state and pay like a hundred dollar registration fee. And then I was pretty much done. So you're saying that I could start a church? It is actually incredibly easy to start a church in the United States. You can pretty much found any religion in the United States extremely easily. Mm-hmm. Um, United States laws about what um, constitutes a religion are extremely vague, um, but a lot of times it's by design because because of the uh, freedom of religion. Mm-hmm. So. Tim, you mentioned that you think the right to vote is a sacred right. So would you mind talking a little bit about how you see the right to vote uh, being an extension of the rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? Like, how how is that connected for you? I would, I would argue that voting is the primary right that we use to protect those other rights. That with, without the right to vote, that protecting our rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness would be near impossible. And so, I mean, I, I, I truly believe that voting is, is on the same level as the rights to life, liberty, and happy, pursuit of happiness. Mm. So you need one to have the other. Correct. Well, I guess for people out there who maybe aren't aware of how staggering the problem of voter suppression is exactly, um, we were wondering if you could just give us like a tip of the iceberg idea of some of the ways that the vote is or will be suppressed in like the upcoming presidential election, for example. Like, I'm sure there's so much to cover, but what are the what are the biggest ways this is happening right now? It, ha- it even happened just recently in Kentucky when they did their primary. I think it was last month they did their primary vote. The state actually closed down 
like 95% of their uh, polling stations compared to like 2016. Mm-hmm. So like uh, in their one of their biggest counties, there was one polling station for like 600,000 people. Yeah. And that's also where most of the minority voters are. That's what I... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Cool. So people are just sinning left and right. Yeah, violating the church. Yeah. So, okay. So you said it started on Reddit and then you decided to get it registered. And then what happened? Basically, w- once it was registered and I looked at the laws and verified that, I mean, I'm under, under Tennessee state law and federal law, that, um, I'm considered a, an actual religious institution. Basically went back to Reddit and posted it on like the Tennessee, like in Nashville and like other city subreddits, basically saying, hey, join, join this church and like you can like legally vote by mail and um, be, be like protected from like different forms of voter suppression because of laws that are already in place. So let's talk about that. So I read, and tell me if this is correct, that in Tennessee, you can vote by mail if the election day coincides with your religious holiday. So is the idea that by making election day a religious holiday, everyone in Tennessee can vote by mail? I mean, that that's not, I mean, I, I basically set it up so that um, election days are considered holy days, con- considering that's when we vote. but. Mm-hmm. It would also help with people requesting off work to vote because of the um, the Civil Rights Act, which pretty much mandates that employers have to accommodate people that need time off for religious holidays. Great. So we should all treat election days as religious holidays. Yes, we, we actually consider voting to be a civic sacrament. Love it. Um, so you're a minister of the church, is that correct? Yes. Uh, how many ministers are there? We have founding state ministers in every state. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's an official minister for each state. And then we have several of these ministers are setting up like founding city ministers for like each of the major cities. Like all the major cities in Tennessee have like a founding city minister. Mm-hmm. And you said all, all the states have a minister so far? Yes. Okay, great. Wow. We we actually received messages from people in like Taiwan and Australia um, and um, the UK wanting to set up churches there. So we actually are technically international. Yeah. So what's the process for getting ordained? Do you accept Jews? We, <laughs> we, we <laughs> accept anybody. I mean, anybody can become a minister. Great. I mean, I'm, I know for a fact that our ministers are made up of several different religions. Some would know religion at all aside from the, our church. Mm-hmm. So what's the process? Um, essentially, we just ask that they help actually like educating pe- local people about the church, helping find new members, helping like with community outreach, like helping local people get registered to vote. Yeah. Since it's a uh, census year, we're, uh, we're also trying to encourage people to complete the 2020 census because it'll have really big effects on politics for the next decade. Mm hmm. But yeah. it's all it's like voting, voting related community outreach. Yeah. So I'd love to talk about the conversion process, too, if people just mm-hmm. want to be a member of the church. And you had mentioned to us over email that you've not obtained a single member or minister through face to face in person contact, that it's all been done through the Internet. So what are the ways that people are finding you or you're finding them? Actually, in the first week that I created the church, it actually made the news 
um, here in Tennessee, like with the biggest newspaper or like online news in the state, um, which really helped spread the word. There was an atheist website called uh, The Friendly Atheist, and they they did a um, like a YouTube and um, article and podcast about the church, which helped a lot too. I think the thing that uh, made it spread uh, really fast was that shortly after I posted it on like the Nashville and Tennessee pages on Reddit, somebody posted it on a um, a really popular Reddit page called Today I Learned. Um, basically yeah. they, that they learned about the church. And then um, that, that, I think that got like 7,000 upvotes. We, we received just hundreds and hundreds of emails after it, it got to the top page of that. Do you know how many members you have approximately? I know it's in the thousands. I, I no, I have absolutely no idea how many members there are. Okay. okay. Well, we're, we're doing, we're going to do our part to help spread the word. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. So, okay. So we find you online. We're on Today I Learned. So how do we then actually become suffragists or what do we, I don't know what we call ourselves? Like what, what, what is the process then once we want to become a member? Uh, the web, the website has a way to sign up. And if you sign up through the website, depending on what state you're in, your message will go directly to your state minister and they can reach out to you. We also have weekly like Sunday services and on, um, Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit, which anybody can just join and follow. But um, we're going to be completely online until the entire pandemic situation is over. That thing. I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen with this church or what it's going to look like at once everything, once all this is over. So I'm Jewish, sort of. And like we have the Torah and then there's like the Bible. So is so your official founding document, is it the Declaration of Independence? Yes. So all those dudes ha- who signed it, does that mean they're like Jesus? Like who are, are they like disciples? Like what's that about? No, I mean, um, the idea that like all people are created equal and that we're all endowed with specific rights. That idea is actually older than the Declaration of Independence, but uh, it's just considered a founding document um, mm-hmm. just because that that's where those um, that belief was like truly established and like became really well known and popular. Totally. We're into it. What do you think about the 19th amendment? It's the sexiest amendment, right? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like as far as amendments go, like that amendment is definitely the sexiest. Uh, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So is August 18th, 1920, one of the holiest days of the year? Just so we're all clear, that's when the uh, women's right to vote was ratified. Yeah, we actually um, talked. Uh, I actually talked about that with all the other ministers. Uh, we were talking about establishing that as like uh, suffrage day. Christmas. Yeah, I think that um, should be the equivalent of Christmas and Hanukkah yeah. all in one. Which um, begs the question, what are you guys getting me for uh, women's suffrage day? Uh, I'm sorry, Matt. Are you keeping what it a surprise? are you getting us for Women's <laughs> Suffrage Day? I believe Trader Joe's gift cards are in order. August 18th, it's coming up. Holiest day of the year, everyone. <laughs> so what are your other most sacred practices and holidays? And do you need help coming up with any? Because Jen and I are ready. Well, um, I mean, I think Juneteenth is also a major one. We're actually coming up uh, also in August, um, mm-hmm. I believe, is the um, anniversary of the um, the Civil Rights or the um, Voting Rights Act. 
Mm, yeah. I can't, I think it was 65 if I'm if 64, 65, but, uh, after the 19th amendment, there were still a lot of Americans that were still disenfranchised until the voting rights act was passed. So, um, the anniversary of the 19th amendment and the voting rights act are considered like holidays. I'm into it. I think this is a very sexy religion with very sexy holidays. And I personally appreciate that. Uh, I'm ready to convert. I hope our listeners are as well. I hope so too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, we saw on, your, on the website that there's a section to report a minister. Are the ministers misbehaving? Because we've heard that ministers do that in other religions, but we'd love to know <laughs> what's happening with this report a minister section. It's essentially, we, we don't accept donations. Um, that was primarily the, the reason I wanted to set it up. Um, so that, like, if somebody did become a minister, they didn't try to, like, ask members for donations. I set it up so that people could report their minister if that happened. Or if their minister was, like, trying to pressure them to vote a certain way. Mm, very key. I haven't had anybody report a minister for either of those reasons. Okay. So if I commit voter suppression, if I commit it, do what happens? Like if I'm part of the church, do I go to confession or what? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you were a minister, I mean, you, you, you wouldn't be a minister anymore if we, if we learned that you were trying to like pressure people to vote a certain mm-hmm. way or suppress mm-hmm. people's votes. I mean, you, you just wouldn't be a part of the church anymore. But um, I mean, as for members, I mean, that's, I mean, it it would be almost impossible for us to like, in, like even keep up with everybody or know what they're doing or there's really no way for us to know. But we we highly encourage people to be more accepting of like people with opposing views and that do your best not to like pressure them into voting the way you want them because that's a form of voter suppression in itself. Mm-hmm. Has there been backlash to the creation of this church? No, I mean, no. I mean, I, I thought I I thought there might be, but the only thing I've really seen online are people that think there's some kind of conspiracy behind it. But, well, uh, that's everybody thinks there's a conspiracy online. nowadays. <laughs> but, what's um, what's the conspiracy they think is happening? Some people that don't like actually read the website just assume it's like a tax scam or that we're just scamming mm. people for donations or something like that. But even though it says no donations on the website. It's, it says donations, plus we um, we specifically didn't obtain tax-exempt status, specifically so that w- there wouldn't be accusations that we're scamming people or that it's just it's j- just literally exists as a scam. The, another conspiracy I saw was that they thought it was suspicious that we didn't accept donations because they thought that that must mean that we're being funded by, like, really big-name people or that there's there's just, like, a lot of money or big name people behind the church mm-hmm. yeah um well i'm getting behind the church and i'm a really big name so <laughs> <laughs> why is everybody laughing at me so uh if you're a member of the church you can vote by mail then right depends on your on the state you're in i mean i think i think mm-hmm. most I, i'm pretty sure most states like pretty much anybody can vote by mail uh, regardless of if you're a member of a church, but uh, but yeah, definitely here in Tennessee it would help. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've already voted by mail because of the church, along with I've I've received many messages from people saying they got their absentee ballot because of the church. 
Really? So yeah. they just, um, how do they apply for their absentee ballot as a church member? Well, like here in Tennessee, the request form doesn't ask you anything about like what church you belong to or what religious holiday you're going to be observing. All, all you do is check a box that says observing religious holiday. That's it? Yeah. Oh. So you could, so there could be all kinds of holidays I feel like celebrating. I mean, I guess anybody could check that box, but I mean, if they decide to look into it, I mean, I guess you might be facing like voter fraud charges. That's what I always expected to to hear from you, Tim, is like that there would be this pushback or not like a, not like a government body investigating you, but this, um, questioning and pushback of saying, this is, this is not real. You know, you can't claim this. Have any of your members, I mean, I don't even know where that would come from or how it would come from, but there's all this rhetoric in our politics about like, uh, what this should or could be. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely been people that are saying like, this isn't a re- this isn't a religion or this isn't a church or that it's it, that we're just a organization pretending to be a church or something like mm-hmm. that but mm-hmm. i mean we're officially registered as a religious organization and we meet the legal definition of a religious institution so i mean legally on paper we we are a actual like officially registered religion in the united states mm-hmm. i want you guys to know that Um, The presidential election falls on Tuesday, November 3rd. And if you're looking for other holidays to celebrate, um, to check that box, uh, the Internet says that it is National Sandwich Day. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So I think that's another thing for everyone to consider as they observe November 3rd. (laughs) So what else can we do to support the good work of the church? Well, we actually said that uh, we don't accept donations in the form of money, that we only accept donations in the form of your time, like actually helping people get registered to vote, um, helping people like stay informed and like about like uh, when and where to vote, like where their polling station is or how to vote by mail, stuff like that. Sounds like a really lovely church. Have you considered establishing a Sunday school for people who need more education in this matter? There's actually been a couple people online saying that we should set up a like a church like that, but um not really sure how we would do that without donations, but mm-hmm. um maybe just some online coursework, you know? Oh yeah, that might that might be a good idea. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing people on the internet like doing more on a Sunday than coursework. You know what though, Matt? That's what Sunday school's for. It's not for you, it's for your children, okay? I had to go to Sunday school growing up. So mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, can you tell us a little bit more about how the community is interacting online? I know you have a, there's a Reddit, there's Facebook, there's Twitter. You guys seem to be everywhere. How are how is the community of suffragists interacting? I mean, it's going um really well. I mean, like yesterday since it was Sunday, we like while we were doing the um like meditation on voter suppression, we asked everybody to share stories about like forms of voter suppression that they experienced themselves or witnessed. And se- several people shared stories and other people like replied and like had several discussions about these issues. A lot of people are posting, like sharing stuff with the church or and like all the members like about like updates and like changes in voting 
laws or elections in different states. Yeah. Are there any individual stories that were shared that that maybe, you know, don't make the news that the rest of us haven't heard of? I mean, maybe. I mean, uh, all, I think all these made the news, but they may not. I mean, they, it's not like they got like really like a lot of really popular. But I mean, there was the um, because of this Supreme Court decision that happened the other day, Florida felons that have already completed their sentence still won't be able to vote until they pay like the state like fees and fines. They should take a page from the church and not be taking that money. Just letting yeah. people exercise their religious right. There was just a lot of discussion about whether or not that's considered like a poll tax, which is considered unconstitutional. That it's probably some semantics about the difference between a fee and a and a tax. Great. What other things have made the news lately that we should make sure everyone knows about? Like th- thousands of absentee ballots are getting returned just because of like people not fully understanding what like what they need to do like what what all they need to sign and fill out and this is why we need sunday school yeah that that would definitely be a really important thing for kids to be learning as they're growing up like all their voting rights and how to vote and Mm -hmm. yeah how about just regular school maybe this should be part of the curriculum yeah that that would be a good that's crazy (laughs) oh my gosh god damn it okay so they're getting it returned. So what what do you suggest we all do to, you know, prepare for November? Should we all request our mail-in ballots nice and early? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I would always encourage voting early. I mean, if there wasn't the p- pandemic going on, I would highly encourage, like, helping drive people to the polls or or and, like, actually going out and, like, physically helping people get registered. but. I know a lot of people don't want to be like out in public around a lot of people right now, but it would be good to like help as much as you can with like local elections, uh, volunteer if you can. You can call your like county election commission about doing a voter registration drive, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that all sounds great. And I want to know, are there any um, major milestones in this religion, right? Like, do you guys have like a bar mitzvah? Um, we also interviewed. Um, in a previous episode jedi is a is a religion now people are practicing jedi and they have different jediism and they have different physical and spiritual milestones i was wondering what are the milestones i suppose every vote gets you spiritually higher is that correct (laughs) absolutely i I guess a um you you could consider your first vote like a rite of passage Mm -hmm. or uh, something similar. Some states allow you to like pre-register, like when you're 16 or 17, which I think is we, we should highly encourage. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. It makes me think how interesting it is that we don't really celebrate voting as a culture. We view it as a as an obligation. No, we celebrate stupid things as a culture. Yeah, casting your first vote at 18 should. Almost be the equivalent of uh, a, a bat mitzvah or communion or something. 16. A sweet sixteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, should be a party because you that. voted. Yeah, I'm into this religion concept. I guess a lot of people view it as like a just a civic duty, like something you have to do just as a mm-hmm. member of society. Yeah, well, I had to get a bat mitzvah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it is a civic duty. I guess we just don't. We value it, but we don't celebrate it. And perhaps if we celebrate it and threw a little party, there would be more 
Not that voting should be fun, but imagine if it was a little more we fun. We have that to might bribe get people... the children. We have to bribe mm-hmm. them with pizza parties. Candy. <laughs> yeah, when they turn 18, you can only... Yeah, it's like it's like adult Halloween. You can only do adult <laughs> Halloween if you... Actually, yeah, because Halloween's October 31st, so like it kind of lines up. Yeah, what if you had to dress up as a in a costume to vote? Or if it was socially acceptable to do that, that would be fun. I mean, I might. Mm-hmm. Well, you would. You do anyway. That's like Halloween true. on election day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Move yeah just that. push it a few days. <laughs> You're welcome for this brainstorm. I think it's going well. <laughs> Matt and I are going to make this so big. <laughs> <laughs> make voting fun again. I, I'll uh-huh. get the hats ready. They make did voting that. fun again. They did it. They kind of did that back during the. Um, 1800s like when you went to your polling place like it it would be like a big party with like tons of alcohol and stuff like that (laughs) really why do we do that they actually went out of their way to get voters drunk because they were more (laughs) they were more like susceptible to like hey you should vote for this person Uh, (laughs) oh that's funny why don't we have a party it should be a party that that would be cool yeah so they're susceptible to having their views swayed if they're drinking, but people are more honest when they're drinking as well. So I, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad with the upcoming election. If you get, if people are very honest about what they, I don't know. I'm in New Hampshire right now and there are Trump signs everywhere and I'm getting freaked out, <laughs> but I know that's oh, partisan. So, uh, I'll just weird. Stop. I wore my, I'm wearing my settle for Biden shirt today for this episode. Uh, okay. just want everyone to know you can't see me, but that's what I'm wearing. Settle for Biden. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the church is not partisan, but we are. So (laughs) anyway, um, well, I'm glad we're ironing out some of these festivities and milestones for the religion. I do want to know, do you have a secret handshake? Because I heard that Mormons really do have a secret handshake. And I think this is a good idea. I don't know. I mean, if we had a secret handshake, it's not like I could tell you. That's true. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. Also, do you remember when we were allowed to shake hands? Mm. Mm. Good times. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Tim, for joining us today. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for putting up with me. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, it was a pleasure to speak to the high priest. the founding minister of tennessee and the church as a whole i just can't believe that it's in every single state yeah well done it it should be i mean absolutely (laughs) i just it's it's did tim say when it was founded exactly i feel like we never got that year Oh, I'm no, sure it's we on forgot the to ask. I think it's pretty recent. I thought so too. So it just surprises me how quickly it's spread. But, but I might be I making agree, that up. Be. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's doing he's doing the Lord's work. So I get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm certainly gonna be celebrating soon. When you vote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. Um, yeah. Otherwise, democracy crumbles. What do y'all think? <laughs> right. This, this, this we, we've hit upon this shocking lack of enthusiasm, celebration, and of course, education around something that we theoretically are all about. Hashtag freedom, hashtag democracy. We should be all about this shit as a culture and yet can't really be bothered to to, to care sometimes. It's mm-hmm. very strange when, mm-hmm. if, now that we've, we've unpacked that. Yeah, there's just an intense degree of sort of like self-centeredness, it seems, in our culture that somehow prevents us from seeing the need to do such a thing as vote. <laughs> I don't know. It's strange. It's like, you know, obviously there's a lot about people wanting their individual pre- freedoms now. And I feel like 
I don't know, people just talk out of both sides of their mouths about wanting freedoms, but not wanting to vote or, yeah. Right. Or, or that, that, that they don't see those as deeply connected. They see, right. they see the freedom as like, well, that's, that's my right. And I'm entitled to that, but like, but I'm not engaged. I'm not really engaged in the political process or I'm not really excited to vote. I don't know. It's tricky. Yeah. It shouldn't be so tricky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. I mean, there are problems with our founding documents, of course, but like they set out a pretty good course, like for some things. So I don't know. I just feel like we have a pretty good start. We should just like go back and, and look at it and reimagine the parts we need to reimagine. But <laughs> I don't know. I think we should start over new documents. Completely. Uh, they're, out, they're outdated. They're not working mm-hmm. anymore. I think mm-hmm. we need to redo Mm-hmm. Um, also, this past weekend was the first time I thought to myself, if Trump is reelected, do I spend some time in a foreign country? Mm-hmm. Because people are literally dying here because of Trump. And mm-hmm. so it could be, you know, that's a twist in life. Do I go live in another country? And what percentage of... What, what is the realistic percentage that you personally have the means and the intention to do that? And I'm, I'm asking a very serious question. Is it like, a, is it like oh, man, that would be crazy and cool? Or are you like, no, I'm pretty much 60% would get well, out of here. We'll see how things go. I mean, when you think about how fucked up things are right now and like other countries are open and living like back to living somewhat normal lives and the pandemic is Rage is going to continue to rage here and it's something i've never thought about before but like i don't have kids it's not that hard for me to do yeah yeah you're mm-hmm. free you can go if you want get the fuck out no i mean but yeah. like that's amazing that's that's truly um Especially because if the pandemic continues to rage, all of my work can be done from anywhere. I mean, scheduling for the podcast gets perhaps harder. We'll make that work. Thank you. Uh, Where would you go? What are your top choices? I don't know. I guess Europe, right? I mean, I don't know. But it's it's not something I'm going to think about right now. But in depending on November, I I may consider it. Mm -hmm. Mm There are you, complexities like, mm-hmm. of like, well, which countries are a countries you want to be in, but also like this country lets visitors and tourists work and do whatever they want. Like some countries do. You can't visit the US and work. You 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 literally cannot do that. So yeah. you would be you can't just pop over and live here if you just right. because you ran away. Right. It's complicated and it takes that requires a bit of thought. Not that you wouldn't give it that, but it's uh, it's interesting right. to think about it. Yeah, no, I'd never thought about it before. And I was like, you know what? I mean, if think, think about how bad things have gotten in the past uh, four years, less than four. Yeah. What if they get worse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What then? It's crazy. It's crazy. But like, I don't know. I hear good things about Germany. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's myself. a very a lot of arts. Um, yeah, I mean historically for my people, no, but presently, yes. No, they they're mm-hmm. they're doing great. They are doing uh, great is it du- things. Dusseldorf, or and I don't think it's Berlin. There's another major metropolitan area that's like super like we are all about the arts, and here's 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 what we do. You know, I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. I'll let do. you know. I don't like winter though. Yeah. No. But yeah. 
But my uh, my friend's parents, when uh, the, at the at the last election, right after, it bought a house in Canada, and they still live in New York State. But like they go there, it was just like their escape hatch, and they had the means to do it. Obviously, wait, but who they, did this? My uh, my friend's parents. Okay, tell me so, who off air. I'll tell I'll tell you off air, but it's basically <laughs> like a ski town. Like they have to take a plane and then drive, um, and it's secure and private and all that. So. They just wanted a place to go to if they had to. So I, I think people are doing this. Sure. But is is that um, like we have a vacation home that we can retreat to or can they live and work and become not Canadian citizens, but can they function civically in another country without any repercussions or anything? You know. Yeah, I'm not sure what the deal is with Canada, but I think they at least have the intention that they could full time move there at some point if okay. if things got bad enough. If they yeah. need to, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think other countries are going to start taking us in. <laughs> yeah, isn't that <laughs> oh, wild to think to. about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, if work is all remote, how does it work? Like, could you live somewhere else and just be working for U.S. companies? I don't know how that uh, goes. That's I don't know. Really complicated. Yes, I'm interested right. in that. Very right. interested in that. So, but for now, I'm going to um, celebrate my religion as a suffragist and uh, see what happens. Well, let me let me pose another aspect of the question to you, because I like this mm-hmm. thought experiment. Mm-hmm. The thing that gives me solace is we elected Barack Obama, a black man president, not once, but twice. And it, and both times it wasn't like, oh, he just squeaked by. It was like pretty much had the mandate both times. So even if it's eight years of Trump, I, I, I just, I hope there's the optimistic sliver of me that's like, we just got to get through it. And then cooler heads will eventually over the longer term prevail. What do you think about that? Or, or do you really feel like that that four more years of Trump will be will do irreparable damage. I think it will possibly be irreparable, but also take a long time to fix like the level of corruption that's now in the mm-hmm. American government. And also just like the way they're now rerouting health information past the CDC straight to the government. Like mm-hmm. there's so many things that are literally generally characteristic of uh dictatorships fascist fascist regimes like they're not this is not democracy right now but the bigger thing really is that there's a pandemic and that's a health concern right like if you live somewhere else you're less likely to get coronavirus right, which right those not, things can even combine. if you survive it like a lot of people are they think there could be long-term neurological damage i mean mm-hmm. the u.s at a certain point it's gonna i mean i, I am not a, a any any form of scientist, as you all know, fact check me, but pretty sure like at a certain point, the virus is basically a runaway. You can't contain it anymore. And mm-hmm. then the next option is and only is herd immunity, which means most people getting infected, hundreds right. of thousands more dying. So if that weren't the case, maybe I'd stick it out. But if it becomes you cannot live your day to day life in the mm-hmm. U.S. and mm-hmm. it, Europe will let you come quarantine for two weeks and then live a normal mm-hmm. life like that mm-hmm. gets that becomes a different equation. Right. I'm not saying I'm going to do it, but it's crazy that it even occurred to me. And it did like this weekend. It occurred to me that like that's a thing that maybe I could do and have a year abroad or mm-hmm. two years. Uh, abroad. <laughs> it's your, your fears are not unfounded, not to be pessimistic, but you also briefly glanced on another aspect of this, which is it's not just Trump. It's that our entire 
Senate and and House of Representatives is also corrupt and partisan and moneyed and all these things. And those two factors together are making democracy possibly untenable in in a long view, you know, and that's that's very troubling. Because if you just had one stupid ass executive like Trump, who just is right. totally incompetent, like how much damage could he do even over eight? Like, you know, I, I adore Obama and he did some things, but like couldn't do a lot. Like the 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 healthcare act was okay, but it didn't really solve anything like long term. So how much can one executive do? Well, when they're in bed in league with, uh, a, a, you know, a, a majority of other corrupt people in other branches of government, then that's that's mm-hmm. very terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, things are things are getting out of hand. <laughs> I mean, with the um, Roger Stone stuff, how like Trump commuted his sentence because right. he, he I mean, that's that's pretty nuts. Yep. So things are bad, but. <laughs> But <laughs> I'm wearing my Settle for Biden shirt. <laughs> it's just weird, too, because everyone's like, well, this, all, all the, the surveys say that he can't win. And I'm like, did you, did you learn nothing from 2016? <laughs> <laughs> Your surveys mean nothing win. to me. Yeah, I know, it's just like, it's, I know, I know. But we have our guest, Tim, uh, fighting the good fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is once again not partisan, but I believe we are. Here's the thing: like Republican is one thing, Trumper is like I can't, I can't. Yeah, one hundred percent. There's I nothing am... wrong with being conservative or Republican in in namesake. It's it's right. what that has evolved into. I am intolerant of intolerance. What does that make <laughs> me? Did did we lose Janice? Did she fall asleep? I think she's sleeping. Yep. No, I'm here, guys. I'm here. Um, We, as always, would love to hear what all of you think. Uh, Is there any question we would like to ask of our listeners this week? You gonna vote? Tweet me at Allie Gold. (laughs) Where are you moving? Yeah, where are you you moving? Are you gonna vote? Uh, Tweet me at Junebugger, J-O-O-N-B-U-G-G-E-R. You can email us at 2G1podcast at gmail.com. You can also text us or leave us a voicemail. That's so exciting to us. Please do it. That number is... 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. And join our Discord server, discord.gg slash 2G1P. We would love to see you there. This is the only place you can get that URL. So I'll say it one more time discord.gg slash 2g1p it is free to download if you're not familiar with it it's essentially a chat room where listeners of the show come to discuss show topics uh, suggest ideas for shows it's really fun so please join us and also going back to that number that i mentioned if you need that phone number to text or give us voicemail because that's what we really want the most i do personally um look at the show notes <laughs> mm-hmm. it's right there all right ellie if they want to contribute to us how do they do it you can go to patreon.com slash 2G1P and please do. The world is falling apart. Also, um, the federal $600 weekly on top of your unemployment is running out. So, you know, just keep that in mind if you decide to throw us a dollar. Patreon.com slash 2G1P. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. Two Girls, One Podcast is hosted by Allison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula. Then transcribed word for word and faxed directly to the Federal Election Commission. I mean, produced and edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet.
the Podglomerate, a sonic universe. I smell it every time I check my mail.